So we are in Acts 16, uh, 16 through uh, 24. Listen to these words. Once when we were going to a place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money from her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in their stocks. You know, when you sing Victory in Jesus, and you hear Cody play Victory in Jesus, and you hear David singing, you hear Shelley's message, I can just say, amen, let's have communion. Because it can't get any better. Can't get any better. Paul and Silas were not planning to go to Philippi. They had another trip planned. But God took them on a different journey. How many of you have ever had a trip planned and God took you to a different place? God took you on a different journey. Maybe it's the trip of your life. Maybe it's the journey of your life that God has taken you in ways and places that you never dreamed to go. But we have to listen to him. We have to see, what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do here, God? When I first started seeing an orthopedic specialist, I've told you all this story before, and I'll tell you this story over the next 10 years again and again. But when I first started seeing an orthopedic specialist, he told me, he said, I will do everything I can, and I will do it right. But where God wants you to be is where you're going to be. He said, I, I can fix things. I can make things just as good as they can be. But if that's not where God wants you to be, if he wants you to be in this surgeon's office or this place, for you to be a witness to somebody, he's going to put you there. And I have thought about that over and over and over again with my life. I've thought about it over and over again with the things that's going on just with my health and my body. I thought, God, this is not where I want to be. I never want to see Robert or Valerie DeLuca in their office again in my life. Valerie says, I know, you got my number, you text me now. <laughs> I want to be filled with health. I want to be one that I, can, that I can just say, look what God has done for me, and look how healthy I have gotten. And, and that may not be God's plan for me. Maybe God needs me somewhere so that I can be a witness to somebody. 
that I can be a testimony and share what God has done with me in my life and the life of my family, the life of the church. Paul and Silas were not planning on going to Philippi. And they certainly wasn't planning on getting thrown in jail. The only reason they got thrown in jail is because they got tired of this lady following them and saying, these people have the Holy Spirit. These people have the Holy Spirit. These people have the Holy Spirit. And Paul turns around and says, come out of her, you demon. And they did. God put them on this journey to deliver this woman from the demons that were within her. They never planned on sin. She followed them for days. For days. I get tired of people following me sometimes for a few minutes. I want to turn around and say, what are you doing? And they say, but I, I'm your kid. <laughs> Paul and Silas were on a journey for a reason. They were sent where they were sent for a reason by God. They obeyed when they needed to obey. So this woman decides she's not, she, she can't do fortune telling anymore. She's going to live for God. She's not going to do this stuff anymore. And the, the owners, the, the, the people that own her, the men that own her, say she is no good to us anymore. What is going on? Goodness throughout the city because of the preaching of the gospel between Paul and Silas. Great things happening. But the rich people thought only of themselves. And they said, no, this can't be. We're going to do something about it. We're going to stop these people. We're going to stop them. They had them thrown in jail. They went before the judges. They went before the judges. The judges found them guilty. Found them guilty of what? Of doing good for the city. Of preaching the gospel. Found them good of being following the, 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 the direction that God had given them to, to follow. And it just wasn't what they wanted. Have you ever been in a position that you felt like you were doing everything that God wanted and everything was finally going the way that God wanted it to and boom, something falls out of the sky and your whole life is turned upside down again? Have you been there? Maybe you're there now. Maybe you're there now. Maybe something has just fallen and just shattered your whole world. The Bible tells us in all things to give thanks to God. Not for all things. People get that messed up. You know, I, I, don't, I don't give him thanks for a bad knee or broken ankle or bad neck. I don't give him thanks for those things. But in those things, I give him thanks and praise and thanksgiving. In those things, those bad things that happen to us, we still give him praise and thanksgiving. That's what he created us for. He created us to give him praise. Our whole being, our whole life, the whole purpose for us being here is to give him praise and thanksgiving. To lift him up. So Paul and Silas get their clothes torn off of them. They get flogged. They get beaten. 
And then they tell the jailer, said, put him in jail and don't let him out. So the jailer puts him in the deepest, darkest room that they can get him in. And to make sure they don't get out, to do what? Spread the gospel. They're put in shackles. So there's no way they can break free. There's no way. Do you know my God is bigger than the shackles that are put in our lives? My God is bigger than those things that, that, that try to hold us back and try to, try to keep us to, from doing His work. My God is bigger than all those things. I don't care what it is. God is bigger. What did Paul and Silas do when they got in, into, into jail? What did they do? Oh, whoa, it's me. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe these things are happening to me. I can't believe I was just, just yesterday I was praising God and teaching and, and teaching about, the, about God and the gospel of Christ and, and today I'm in jail in this dark, dungy place. That's not what they did at all. They knew that their God was bigger than any shackles. That any dark room in a jail, they knew that their God was bigger. And all night long they began to pray and they began to praise God and sing hymns and songs of thanksgiving. They probably sang victory in Jesus over and over and Cody was playing for them. Because something had to get their attention. All the people it says was listen, were listening. God put them in a spot for a reason. Not where they had intended to go, not where they had planned at all. But God put them in a place for a reason. God had them shackled, let them be shackled for a reason. So that they could give glory and honor to the power of God in their lives. And they did that shackled or not. They did it shackled or not. They did it in jail or not. They gave praise and thanksgiving to God, the God of all power and might, the God that they know raised their Savior and their Lord and their Messiah from the dead. They gave praise and honor and glory in their hard times. When I get in my hard times, I want to go to bed. First I want to eat. Then I want to go to bed. I, get, I, get, I just want to, to curl up and let everything around me, just let it happen, let it go. But that's not what God tells us to do. God tells us to sing praises, to give him glory, to give him honor. And that's what they did. And all the people, all the people that were in jail for really committing some mad crimes heard them praising God. heard them praising God and praying and singing hymns. God put them where he wanted them to be so that they could be a witness and a testimony to others. God let them experience those hard, hard times being beaten where they were bleeding so that they could be a witness and a testimony to others. God lets you and I go through difficult times so that we can be a witness and a testimony to others. Not to harm us. God wants us to have no harm. God does not want us to be sick. God does not want us to, 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 to be depressed. God does not want us to experience all of these things. God does not want us to be harmed in any way. 
but he lets us go through hard times so that we can be a testimony and a witness to others. The earth began to shake. The earth began to shake. The chains began to rattle. Just hear it. Hear it in your own head. Those chains rattling and that earth shaking. Feel the vibrations. The doors flung open. The chains broke. They were free. They were free. They could run. They could go. See, God put us here for a reason. That we can be a testimony to his glory and his greatness. If we leave, all that they can say is that there was an earthquake and the prisoners got free. If we stay, we can be a testimony to God and what God can do. Sometimes our earth begins to shake. Our earth shakes and we think, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? How are we going to survive this with the earth shaking beneath us? And the chains begin to rattle and then they're broken and we're free. But is God through with us when those chains break? Or does he have a job for us to do? I get kind of amused at young pastors because I was there once. I never was a young pastor, but I was a younger pastor. I just thought of something. June the 1st was my 20th year as being a pastor. I was appointed on June the 1st. I thought about it before, but I hadn't thought about it since yesterday. But I was, I was young and naive. And I thought, I can't wait to get into the church and do all these good things and everybody's going to love you and everything's going to be great and they're going to follow exactly what you want them to do and just, just it's going to be great. Until the first time we were trying to decide to put what kind of carpet or tile to put in a foyer that we built that was about this big. A lady didn't speak to me for six months because I was not being ugly in my mind, I thought, it doesn't matter. I said, just paint it. It's okay, just paint it. And she didn't speak to me for six months because she thought I was being ugly to her. So I, I did a bad thing. I got the one way over here wanting carpet, the one way over here wanting tile, and I took them together to the store. I said, now y'all pick. And they picked carpet, and I thought, yeah, that's not going to work. And the first week, there was, there was coffee spilt. The door hit, the, hit somebody with coffee, my daughter, right there in the middle of the floor. And that coffee stain is still there. <clears throat> they should have painted it. But when you, when you, when you go into ministry, you think everything's going to be great. And on the whole, it is. Because I know who my God is. But I can, you, 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 can go, you, can, you can attest to this because you have those same things. 
whether you're in Sunday school or, 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 or Bible studies or, or on, a, on a council as, a, as part, part of a committee or anything, you go through those same, those same things. It's not easy to serve the Lord. It's not easy. But boy, is it worth it. Paul and Silas knew it wasn't easy. They had been beaten and bleeding. And they knew it wasn't easy. And when they could run, when those chains were broken, they could run and the doors flew open. They could run, they could get out of there, but they wasn't going to take the easy way. They were going to stay and see what God needed them to do. The jailer comes in and he pulls his sword. He's going to kill himself because he knows that the torment that he's going to receive for these people being set free was going to be worse than anything that he could experience through death. And Paul said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're all here. We're all here. I tell you, church, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't look to gloom and despair in your life because we're all here. We're all here. We're there for you. We're there to love you. We're there to pick you up. We're there to encourage you. We're there to help you through the hardest times of your life if you will just let us. I experienced that firsthand. If you will just let people help you that love Jesus Christ, we are there. You are there. I am here. The jailer took Paul and Silas outside. And he said, what do I have to do to be saved? I love the way that Shelley put it to the kids. What do I have to do to have the faith that you have? And I look out at you guys and I say, what do I have to do to have your faith? To have your faith. What do I need to do to have your faith? And what did they say? Only believe. Only believe. Do you believe today? When you pray your prayers, do you believe that God is going to hear you? Do you believe that God is going to answer? David alluded to the speaker that we had Wednesday night. and At the end of the service, I felt led to call some people up and anoint them with oil and pray over them. Some people that were suffering from some serious illnesses. Um, and as I was praying, I remember saying these words and it scared me. He scared me. I said to them, you are healed. You are healed. After everyone had left Wednesday night, the speaker had gone out and I thought he had left and somebody said, Rick's Bible is in here. 
and I turn around to run, see if I can catch him, and no one else hardly was in there, just this one person, and they were on their way out. And he came back in. He said, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. He said, I've never experienced the power of God so strong as I did in this building from the time I walked in. He is a new Christian. And he walked to the exact same spot where I had prayed. And he turned around with tears in his eyes. And he looked at me. And he said, I believe. I believe. He said, you said these words. You are healed. And for the first time in my life, I believed that they were healed. I've been doing really good about not putting myself down because y'all get on to me. And this is not putting myself down when I say this. It's not me. It's not me. But I praise God that I can be used as a tool to break the chains of bondage for people. You have that same power. You have that same authority to break the chains of bondage to set people free. When those chains were broken, are being broken, will be broken in your life, you choose. Do I run and hide or do I stay and fight the fight that leads others to Christ? Jesus could have ran and hid and hid. Paul and Silas could have ran and hid. You could run and hide. But because of the power of the Spirit of God that filled Jesus, that same power filled Paul and Silas, that same power fills you, we stay and we fight and we lead others to the risen Christ that we know. What must I do to receive your faith? What must I do to be saved? Only believe. And what goes on to say that the jailer and his household were saved and immediately baptized. So he took them to their house, to his house, and he cleaned them up, he dressed their wounds, and he fed them. They could have run. It could have been shake, rattle, and roll. Instead, it was shake, rattle, 
and be made whole. What is your choice today? What is your choice? Do you want to run? Because you're free. Do you want to sing praises to God in the midst of your troubles and trials? Because you can. Do you want to say, oh, woe is me? Because of the things that we get ourselves into and that God lets us go through because someone needs to know the power of God through us. Do you say, woe is me, I don't want any part of that? Or do we say, bring it on. Bring it on. Because my God is bigger. When we pray, do we pray expecting the divine to intervene on our behalf? Or do we pray because it's just something that we're supposed to do? We're in church. Or we sit down at the dinner table, we're supposed to pray. Or we go to bed at night and we kneel beside our children's beds and we're supposed to pray. Or do we pray believing that the divine God will intervene on our behalf and on behalf of those that we are lifting up in prayer? You think about those people that you're praying for. You think about those people that are on this prayer list. You think about the one that's been highlighted on your list. Do you think that they're there by accident? No, they're there because God is going to intervene with your prayers for them. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to fight, to stay, to pray. Are we willing? Are we a church that is filled with the Holy Spirit as we pray every single Sunday morning, as we pray for the, for, for the Holy Spirit to fill this place? Because I know He does. I know He does. I, too, feel His power and His presence when I walk in these doors. I know He does. Fill this place. But we have to let him fill our hearts. We have to let him fill our hearts. You know, you can go to a table with, with, with a banquet set before you. If you don't take it and put it on a plate and eat it, it does you no good. But if you come with the presence of the Holy Spirit and you let him fill your heart and your soul, and you let him change your life. He will. Don't push him aside. Don't push him away. Let his power change you. Let his power change you. Pray expecting that miracle. Pray expecting that miracle. Because God is expecting to provide it.